Welcome to our community. This is Sarah Tessa Best. Uh, we are preparing for Yud Shvat, and we are, are actually speaking about about the Mila of the woman. And we said that Yud Shvat is uniquely feminine. It ushers in a generation that is feminine. It ushers in an era in history forever that is feminine. Yemaisa Mashiach. The feminine energy will surround the masculine energy. Which I guess that means in a way, you'll still have that masculine, masculine energy to go out and do and accomplish and get things done, but in what way? In the feminine way. In the feminine way. So, and that's why the month of Shabbat is all connected with the yard site of the Rebbetzin. Okay, so here's the Rebbe saying, um, um, okay. About, about, about the bitterness of Gullus and the longing, we're saying the longing for the Geula. Um, what do we want to say? When we think about the bitterness of the Gullus mm-hmm, and the longing for the Geula, she was standing there to see how the whole thing is going to unfold. In fact, that's why we watch the news today. If we watch the news, why? Why are we watching the news? We want to be like Miriam. Miriam saw that it was at a moment in history where we'd better, we need, the, we need Mashiach right now. It was at a very dark moment. Very dark moment. We need Mashiach right now. So Miriam thought, well, I know this is going to happen. It's happening. So why did she stand beside the river? to see how it is unfolding. Is it going to, if it will unfold, she knew yes. Last night I was working in the Sheikh Abad. We had to make some kind of a little paragraph. We said, could we have a world where it's, you know, all these good things? And then we said, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Not, we hope and halavai. The answer is yes. So if they ask Miriam, will your brother, your baby brother, redeem the Jewish people? And she said, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. So, since she knew the answer is yes, she stood by the side of the river to watch how it's going to unfold. Not if it's going to unfold, how it's going to unfold. Is her brother going to become the redeemer? Yes. How? He's a little baby in a basket. Yeah, no problem. And she stands there to watch, says, stand back. Remember his Yatsu Uru Yeshua Sashem, the Avram Fried song? Stand back. I think at, at, when we stood at the Red Sea, we were told, stand, stand straight, and you will perceive you're going to watch, and stand straight and watch the show. Watch the miracles, the, the, the Hashem saved, the, the saving of Hashem, and the miraculous saving of Hashem. So, here she is, and she's standing by the river, and she knows one thing. Stand here and watch the miracles unfold. They are going to be so out of the box, there's no way you will predict how your baby brother will be saved, who happens to be my Shurbane. No way to predict. Now that we know the story, and every child reads it, learns it in school, you're used to it. But no one would have said, well, hmm, maybe the princess of Paro's palace will come down to the river and want a table, 
and her arm will become extra long. This story is so completely, only a five-year-old could think of, think it up. It's such an out-of-the-box solution. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's so, it's, and by the way, we want to take the example from Miriam to start to dream in those unrealistic solutions. I need a car. A car costs $30,000. I could picture who knows what. You know, I need a parking spot for my car. Take the machine, shrink it, put it in your pocket, go inside, come outside, expand the car, put it on the road, drive away. It sounds crazy, but anything that you can think of today, imagine, picture now, there's got to be a solution. I don't have to figure out the way up for the solution. Every one of us is Miriam today. Miriam said, so returning to our topic, we get to be the Miriam and the Via of this generation. First of all, if you're a woman, then you have a certain, relative to the male energy, you have a certain level of, let's call it Navua. You know, the instinct, the, the instinctive sense of things, as opposed to the practical male energy, which is, if it's here, if you see it, it's here, and if you don't see it, it's not here. That's more the masculine energy. What you see is what there is, and if you don't see it, it's not here. And the feminine energy is, I don't, I'm an artist. I can picture it before it exists. Because I actually picture something that exists in higher realms. In other words, from the male aspect, you can only picture what is in this lowest world of Asiya, the thinnest, 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 strata of billions of worlds, when you have the male energy, you can only you can only believe what you see with your actual physical eyes. So that's one trillionth billionth of all of reality. That becomes your reality. Think about it. Just compare it to what you see. When you have the female, I'm not saying men and women, when you have the female energy, you can travel throughout all the worlds in billions of worlds and you can pack picture all the realities that are going on in billions and billions of worlds, and they can they are for you the reality. And as a female, you have permission to call that world reality. If you have the masculine energy, you're not allowed to call that world reality. It's only, is there a phone on the table? Yes, then there's really a phone here. You can't say, well, you know, I picture that in the Apple store, they really have my phone, and they're going to give it to me next month for free if I talk to them nicely. It's that that doesn't go in the masculine world. It's here, it's here. It's not, it's not. So we have the ability, we're allowed to travel, time travel, level travel, billions of levels, and and take from any of those, like an artist. Right, ask for travel. It's like an artist because an artist doesn't always just paint, you know, I'll take a photo of you and I'll paint over it. That's a boring kind of art. But the real art is the artist visualizes something from a different world and paints it. They say, where'd you get that from? I don't see any flower here. No, it's from one of the other worlds. So that, so we have that from Miriam, that ability to, to, and they're ever saying, good thing, I need that. Because I need people who picture the Geula, which is, is, is on a slightly different level. It's in one of the worlds. It's in maybe all of the worlds, except for this one, not fully. So it's kind of difficult. They're ever saying, it's kind of difficult for me to, to work with people who only look at this thin, 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 lower level of world because they're saying, where's Mashiach? I was told to open my eyes. 
and I don't see Mashiach. And the Rebbe is saying, well, yeah, if you're going to stay in one of 10 billion worlds and stick to here, you know, you know, gee, really? Are there people in 770? Well, if you haven't left your kitchen for the past six years, how are you going to know who's in 770? <laughs> you know, I don't believe people came for Yud Shvat. How exactly are you going to judge whether people came from Yud Shvat if you haven't left your kitchen and you don't go on 770 Live? You know, and it's the funniest thing that people will often do it. It's like, I don't believe this. They say, with what are you saying it? You know, would you dare when your electrician comes and says, and tells you this will work or this won't work? And you say, no, I disagree. You said, do you know anything about electricity? Nothing. Brilliant. That's America. In America today, you don't need to know anything to have a, an opinion and tell everybody they're wrong and you're right. It's a very masculine type of a country, right? That's it. I... So, so this is the Miriam in us, the artist in us that pictures what exists in other worlds. She didn't make it up. She wasn't saying a halavai, my mother will give birth to the Redeemer. She was saying, I see it. It's just not in this lowest world of Asiya. It's in one of the higher worlds. It's maybe in many of the higher worlds. I see it. You can't see it? Go to the optometrist. What should I tell you? You can't see it. But I... She was on a higher level than her mother. Okay. And her father, for sure. She was able, you know, she was able to do that travel in other worlds. Now, we all have that aspect. So when we look at the news, why would people say, why would you listen to the news? Because they want to see how the gaula is unfolding. I don't, in a way, I don't have to stay away from the news. I happen to find it interesting because I'm watching how the gaula is unfolding through the vessels of this world. So it's, it's, it's a different thing. Um, and we also see this, this Indian with Rachel, maybe, because when we were going into Gullis, Rachel came out of her caver and she cried. And she said, right, and she cried. Why did she cry? Because well, she cried because we were going to Gullis, we're her children. And Hashem said to her, don't worry, because all of your tears and all of your work that you put into your children, you will see the fruits of your reward. The Shavu Banim Lizbulam. It's all going to come to what your dream, your dream and the reality are going to sync up at the end. They're going to sync up at the end. So, I want to explain just one thing about the news. We definitely see that the world is getting darker and darker and darker. Now, remember that it says in Hayyamim, there are two ways. If Let's say a person has a bad knee, God forbid. So, one way is there are two ways of refua. You either do special procedure, medicine, and exercises on the knee, only the knee, or you heal all the parts around the knee and you leave the knee alone. It's two different ways. You either go straight to the, that area and fix it, or you leave it alone and you fix all the areas around it. Okay. Remember, in 1951, we had a world that looked very nice, but it was terrible. The, ba the basic hashkafas of the world were very awful. They are as awful as they ever were throughout all of history. 
Okay. Now, one of the things that Hashem does is, you see, that instead of going straight to the bad guys, although he's also taking down the bad guys with all the money, but what he's doing is Hashem is making the um, the um, contrast between good and bad so extreme that regular people who used to not want to be holy, regular non-Jews who didn't really want to be holy, leave me alone, my life is my life, their life is becoming so extreme, they are afraid for every day they send their children to public school. So that because it's getting so extreme, the people are starting to rise up and demand healthy, holy morality. And we are the ones that as soon as they feel that they don't know where to look, because everything is crumbling, we, be, we are the teachers. So we sort of need to know when they're ready for us, they're ready for us now. But we realize that for some reason the way society has been set up all through the generations is that they need something extreme to wake them up, to want to develop a thirst for truth and Taira and Hashem. They need extreme behavior. When you're seeing all kinds of creepy things happening in the world, this is Hashem's way of bringing them to a thirst for Taira and Hashem. Remember that what you see now on the news, uh, let's go back to the year 1140 with blood libels, just basic life. That was nicer. They just didn't have CNN then. But this is about, do you understand, what you're looking at now is, what's the difference? Then the news was always about the Jews are bad and we, the Gaim, are good and we're going to destroy them, torture them, God forbid, throw them out of our, our land, etc., etc. That was the news. Now you see, those same people who were doing that to us are struggling, struggling themselves. That's bad news. That means Hashem is taking them on a journey. First of all, they have a lot of chuba to do for what they did to us. And they're, they're on a long journey. You're watching a process of Hashem that he's bringing the whole world to a point where they're going to beg to be able to say Hashem Echad Ushmaychad. So it's not a simple thing to do it. Only Hashem knows how to do it. Okay. So, you know, maybe watching the news isn't for your stomach, but okay. All right. And so according to the how strong the gullet is and the bitterness of it is, Miriam, her name is Bitter, that's how great the Geula was, and that's why Miriam went with the tambourines, and they danced and they sang and they played music. So, um, and not only that, okay, and one other, one other thing, in the Haftira, which always reflects the Parsha, the women also sing. It's the song of Devara. Interesting. In other words, if the Parsha is about Az Yashir, this week's Parsha is about Az Yashir. The men go out and sing. So the Haftira should be about the men go out and sing. But the Haftira is about a woman singing. The Tasha Devara. Devara sings. Why a woman? The Parsha we read about the men singing, and yet, as we said, um, because the song of the women, of Miriam, was a much higher level of song. So the Haftira is going to, the Haftira is, you know what the Haftira is all about? 
I think it was in the Roman Empire. They didn't let us read from the Tyra anymore on Shabbos. It was forbidden. I mean, forbidden, forbidden, like chop off their heads, God forbid. But they did allow us to make a portion of Nach, of Tyra. So every Haftarah was created according to, so to speak, the theme by the Chachamim, the theme of the Parsha. So Haftarah is really the Tyra of Galus, the Tyra of the world of struggle and problems and suffering. So when you look at Haftarah, you're looking at the Tyra through the eyes of struggle and suffering. The Haftarah this week is a song, but it's a woman's song. The woman struggles more in a way because she feels, the man doesn't let himself feel, feel how, how strongly he's suffering. He's like, I'm fine. Right? She's saying, I'm not fine. The boy and the girl, brother and sister walking down the street and a big animal jumps, a rat jumps at them. The girl says, oh, it's so scary. And the boy says, oh, it's ridiculous. What's to be scared about? Is he scared? Could be. But he doesn't let himself know that he's scared. The girl is very honest. I'm scared. There are exceptions. There are girls that are right. So, so what we're saying is the Haftarah, the song of the virus, is the Haftarah as it is when you're honest about Gullah. So it's a woman's song. And, um, and it shows the Mila of the Avaida of the women. And especially it says, the Devira, the Devira Isha Nevia Eshes Lapidus. Why does it call her if she's the wife of Lapidus? Because they used to make wicks for the base of Mikdash, for the Mikdash. And so what does that mean? That means every one of us, what do you think you're doing? Making wicks. To light up all the souls. Hi, what's your name? So what do you do? I make wicks. Oh, wow. You, uh, you have an online business? Uh, no, I just speak to people all over the world about goodness. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, you make wicks. What do you do? Basically, you're making wicks. That because the mikdash is it, we ignite wicks and we make them. But basically, she and her husband they would make wicks and bring them to the mishkan so that the light would shine in the entire world. So um, we illuminate the entire home and the entire world. So where would she sit? She used to sit under the timer tree. Why would she sit timer devar? She would sit under a certain kind of a tree. What was it? The date tree. Why? Because it doesn't have any leaves on the bottom. It's a skinny, sticky, is it the day tree? Yeah. The summer, where we get the lulavim from. A long, 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 tall, tall, skinny tree with a bunch of leaves at the top. So the whole bottom, you can't exactly hide at the bottom because everything's open and exposed. So that's where she would sit. I mean, it was hot in the sun. So she would sit under this tree. She would get a bit of shade. But you could see everything that's going on. So there was no issue of sitting and advising men in a situation of yuchus, right? That's, so for the Milo Smith, that's why she sat there. So why do we need to know that? What does that mean for me? Um, it's saying, Menachem Ba'ayel Tavarach, you know, the idea, I'm not sure, the, the women, Sarif, Garachel, and Leah, they, the, they are the foundation. You know, everything's done in a certain way. Guess what happened? Guess what it says in Shana. Forty years there was peace. Hmm. What did she do to make peace? I would, that's a pretty good deal. Forty years of peace? In Devira's day, there was peace for 40 years. 
the earth, the, the land. Eretz Israel had peace for 40 years. Can you imagine that now? 40 years of peace? Eretz Israel had peace for 40 years. Why? It shows that um, because the women acted, when women act in the way, mm, you sure you want to hear this? When women act in the way of Zavira, leaders in a feminine way, meaning, of course, Tzmiyasik, and in the feminine way, which takes a lot of skill. We all know about all the women who became CEOs, so they're better men than men. But how many women do we know who became CEOs that are totally feminine CEOs? They have completely transformed the business and the company into a feminine way. We don't know anybody. We, we don't know one single woman in politics who's doing it in a feminine way, essentially. Which is, they do it in a different way. What's the feminine way? A leader empowers everybody else to be a leader. That's the feminine way. No, there are probably other parts to it. That's what's coming to my mind now. So when you, wait, what do you do when you are totally tuned into your feminine energy and you have opponents? Okay, let's hear So as, as, as if, if you're a man and you have an opponent, and this is what they're ever speaking about in Basi Lagani, it's so feminine. The man has an opponent. He chops him down and gets rid of him. He exposes the Twitter files or he, you know, he like, he exposes all the corruption and the guy goes to jail and you get rid of him. <laughs> That's the masculine way. The feminine way is you find her a job and make her, and you make, the feminine way is what Dr. Wernicker did when he was, made principal in that school in South Bronx. The gangs were, oh my goodness, a look could kill you, God forbid, from those gangs. The kids were 10 years old. They were in, they were, they were murderers already for years. He said, great, let's make them into my team of advisors. Why should I tell the, why should I tell the, the gangs, I'm going to put you in your place and you'll all go to jail. That's the masculine way. He came in with the feminine way. He came in with the Rebbe's way. He came in and said, come, you guys, I need advisors. I need a team to work with. Can we work as a team? No, I'm sure it was not simple. When, when you do it the feminine way, it's a lot of complex work that you have to learn. But it's not just letting them do what they want and they, you know, they run the school crazy, but directing their energy the, the mother sees the potential in the worst child. If you had heard what Shimon Russell said last night on his webinar, very interesting. Very interesting. So the, the, the mother sees the potential in the worst child and, and enables the child to turn around and become a leader. That's what a woman is here to do. She sees everybody's potential because she doesn't just see how you look down here. She looks, she sees how you look in about the other 10 million worlds. She sees you in all the other worlds where you already are successful and you are good and you always were good. And she talks to you on that level. She, she relates to you not as what she sees with her eyes, but I'm going to relate to you as what I see with my eyes. Come on. That's one billionth of who you are. Who does that? You know? Their potential. She sees not only their potential who they really are already in higher worlds, in higher realities. And so she speaks to that. She speaks to that. 
you know so so that's that's the woman and she the woman's way is to make the enemies into the allies because she sees who they really are and who they really want to be they all have a godly spark in them our insight is in them too this is what they're ever saying in Bati Lagani. And so she speaks to that and she makes them into not only good little people, she makes them into leaders. You cannot take a Vildachaya and, in my opinion, you know, and, and buy him a house on Avenue M and now he becomes a regular old conservative guy. No. If he was a Vildachaya, you know what I'm saying? That's where I differ with Avi. That such nachas, this, yeah. This, this, such nachas, this child was, don't even ask, we don't even want to say what he was doing. And now Baruch Hashem, he has a family with four children, he lives, owns a house on Avenue M, beautiful. No, 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 no. You think he was a Vildachaya just to own a, ha- an house on, a house on Avenue M? Come on. He was a Vildachaya because he's a leader. You have to enable him to be, create a leadership, create a following. I'll, I'll, Okay, whatever. So I'm just saying that's one thing. So you see that the Rebbe is saying, and I'm going to sum this up here. The Rebbe says this in Basi Lagani when we said the king realizes he has enemies. If the king is acting masculine, he's going to chop them down. The king can get rid of these people. What does Governor Mel say? A king is hired, is obligated to anybody that doesn't do what he says, boom, off to the gallows. That's, that's what a king is supposed to do. Off of their heads. Off of their heads. I'm the king. They didn't smile when I said smile. Off of their heads. If he's, if he's being a masculine king, he'll say off of their heads. And I have perfect permission to do it. Says the Rebbe, our king doesn't do that. He sees that he has enemies. What does he do? He doesn't say off with their head to the enemies. He takes out his precious treasures his deepest secrets that no one's ever been allowed to see. He gives them out to all the simple people, makes them all into leaders, and says, we are going to transform the enemies into friends. We're going to make everybody, not only are you my part of my, my, my core group of, 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 of uh, what's the word, influencers and leaders, we're going to make all the bad guys into influencers and leaders. But I need to empower you by giving you my precious treasures. This is a female way to do it. And then we will create, we're not just going to, we're not going to just put, you know, these, these 10 guys at the top or the 20 guys, they're going to put them in jail. Great. And then somebody will give birth to the next Mishagayim. How's it going to help to put these guys into jail? Okay, they have to be, they have to be brought, they have, they have to have consequences. But putting people in jail doesn't prevent the next generation from creating a whole new group of power-hungry, rich maniac, psychopaths. Right, right. So the real king, this is what the Rebbe says in Basi Lagani, he doesn't just chop off everybody's head if they make trouble. He doesn't chop off anybody's head. He gives out to people like us the treasures to then turn the entire world, every single person in the world, into an ally for Hashem, into Sivas Hashem, into a soldier for Hashem. That is feminine. That is feminine. You see all the bad people, you say, great, let's get them on our team. Let's get the gangs in South, South Bronx on our team. And let's get them to run the school. Or let's get them to be on the team 
to turn around the entire school, the entire self-trust. So anyway, we'll end with this. We should find ourselves at that moment in that place. We are at that moment in that place, stepping into our full potential as the female leaders of the world who are making infinite female leaders with Hashem's leadership, Mashiach's leadership, taking us to the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now. Wow.